What's up, everybody? So, welcome to the first episode of my podcast. My name is Victor, uh, Victor Slosh, and you probably found this through my IG, Vic.Speaks, or maybe on Facebook, or maybe on YouTube, but either way, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're just checking this out. For whatever reason, you've been drawn to check this out, and I know that you're gonna find some value. Um, if you know somebody who can benefit from this, just tag them, share this with them. This is the first of, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of podcasts. Got so much content coming for you. Um, with this episode, I just wanna give you an outline of where we'll be going. Basically my heart behind the podcast, what we're gonna be doing, certain things that we're gonna be talking about. Not that I understand the full robustness or all that it'll encompass, but uh, give you, I know, do have an idea of where we're going. Do definitely know topics and the parameters by which we're going to be discussing a lot of stuff and the content and then also the, the delivery method. So uh, just a little bit of background about me. Um, as you can see, this is actually coming off of the heels of an interview that I did uh, with a friend of mine, Amy Kocek. Make sure you check that out. If you're on my IG, you can just click on the bio right there and you'll see a link to it. Or if you're on YouTube. Uh, I did an interview with her, something that had been long uh, in the works for me personally. It was amazing too how that happened. I remember coming into the summer of 2019, I was thinking and just going through my little prayer and meditation every single morning. I was like, all right, life, uh, it's time. It's time for me to step into what this next season of my life is going to look like. And I remember sitting there and just trying to visualize uh, what that next season was going to look like. And I knew that in order to do that, certain people were going to have to be sent into my life in order to make that happen. Whether it's just somebody that encouraged me or somebody with a platform that I could um, this springboard off of. And I remember saying, all right, life, I want you to start sending me the people that, that I need to make this thing happen. Uh, less than 24 hours later, I remember getting a friend request or I don't know, somehow I ended up connecting with Amy, started scrolling through her page, and I was just like, "Man, this is it!" And it's funny how, like, when you're when you're aligned and you're ready and you're where you're supposed to be, how the when you ask for something, boom, it just it just starts happening so quickly, just fast. And I was like, "All right, I know why you're in my life." There were other people coming in my life too at the same time. I was like, "Okay, I know why you're in my life. I know why you're in my life." And I told Amy at that time, I said, hey, "All right, Amy, you're gonna." Uh, we need to talk, but I don't have time to talk right now. My kids, um, my poor kids from Atlanta were getting ready to come in, so I knew I was going to be focused on that. And I just wanted to get that all my attention uh, as much as I could throughout the summer. But I said, hey, there's going to be a time when we're, we're going to connect. Uh, my kids left. I was lightweight battling depression over that. I was just, you know, broken heart, just struggling with that. But I knew that there was a new season that I was stepping into that morning. This is probably three months after I first reached out to Amy. That morning, um, I went through my same process, and I was like, all right, I'm not feeling like reaching out to Amy right now, but uh, I just think it's, I know it's that time. Literally, less than a minute later, she's on East Coast time. I'm on West Coast Pacific Standard Time. I got a text from Amy saying, hey, and I was like, Girl, you have no idea. I just, I just put this call out for you, you know? And, uh, and then she hits me and I was like, all right, let's set some time. I'm about to go to work. Let's set some time. Let's talk a little bit later. Long story short, uh, we just talked a little bit and I said to myself, it was like on a Wednesday. Um, and I said, man, if she wants me to be on her show, I'm just going to do it. Um, and we were talking on the phone and she's like, you know what? It's kind of last minute. I had somebody flake out on me on a 
for, for our Friday show. I know it's last minute, but if you're down, I was like, yes, because I already know. So um, all this too is just, that's just a little small example of, I can't tell you countless, there's literally countless of times stuff like that have happened. That not only goes to show like how powerful I am, but also how powerful you are as individuals. And those are things we're going to talk about, how you can literally create your life and how you can put into order and put into place the things that you want. And how do you how do you navigate through that too when things aren't going the way that you want? It's just like I thought I put this out there. I thought you know how do you wrestle with that? How do you still sit in that? How do you not lose hope in the midst of all of that stuff? Uh, how do you still stay encouraged? How do you not um, just squash your beliefs and your views? And maybe they do need to be squashed, and that's okay. So we're gonna be talking about all of those things and and so much more. But uh, I ended up doing that interview with Amy. It went really well. Um, got a lot of feedback from people. Um, some people I, I expected to wasn't as positive. Um, others was very positive. The overwhelming majority of the feedback was was super positive. So um, man, I appreciate you guys honestly. Every single thing, every single message, every single thing like it means a lot to me. Um, and that it took a long time for something like that to happen. But that brings us back to where we're at right now. And I've always been wanting to do this podcast. Always been wanting to create a platform in which I just share my truths. And I did that for a very long time as a pastor. From the time I was, let's say, 19 years old, I started teaching Bible studies here in San Diego and really was doing that mostly like just for guys and um, girls will come to. And it's just, you know, anybody and everybody just wanted to um, just chop it up with me, like about the word, about God, about spiritual things, um, particularly though in that field was just in Christ Christianity. So, um, I just love talking about kind of deeper truths, stuff beyond just the surface, stuff beyond, um, okay, you're black, you're Mexican, you're Latino, tu hablas español, tu hablas inglés, tu hablas japonés, whatever. Like, I just kind of like beyond just the that stuff. I do realize that as people, we're, like scientists would tell you, we're 99.9999% like energy. We're like 99.99% um, non-physical matter. And so those are the stuff that really matter to me, like what we're mostly about, like your personality, what makes you tick? Why do you like the things that you like? Why do you view the world the way that you view it? Why do you process it the way that you do? Why do you live the way that you live? Um, so those are things that have always fascinated me. For all of my adulthood, I've found the answers to those questions through the Bible, through the book of Genesis, all the way through Revelation. Uh, for a little bit more about that spiritual journey, you could just check on the, the interview that I did with Amy. But as the podcast goes on, I'll dive deeper into each one of those issues and topics. It got to the point, though, for me that there were questions that were not satisfying to me any longer uh, within the pages of the Bible or within the various uh, doctrines of Christianity, because there isn't just one type of Christian just like there isn't just one type of black person or one type of Latino or one type of white person. And there's various shades of it all. And within Christianity, there's lots of different um, teachings about various subjects. And so I became a student of all of them. Uh, some would say I became an expert in many of them. I was a pastor for over 12 years and I studied the scriptures very intensely looking for answers and trying to make sense of the scriptures, the text. And then what that actually plays out, how that plays out in my life and in the lives of other people. And I taught that to people on a regular basis, three, four, five times a week. My home was open to anybody that wanted to learn these things. Anybody wanted to talk about it. My phone was available, my email, my Instagram, my, all of that. I dedicated my life 
exclusively to the scriptures and I got resume and references to prove it, whether they talk with me anymore, any longer, um, that's on them. But there's nobody that knew me before as Pastor Vic that could deny um, my dedication to it and um, my commitment to it. So um, it got to the point, though, again, that I just those questions were no longer satisfactory to me. Um, I went through like personal stuff that I wasn't even finding the answers to to myself personally. And the, the teachings that were taught just weren't satisfying me. And I, I wasn't satisfied with the with the results of what the Christian life going about it that way, um, what it was producing in my life by any means. And so it got to the point where I realized that religion in this sense that I knew it was no longer serving me anymore. There was a faith that I was holding on to that no longer uh, was benefiting me anymore. And it did for a very, very, very long time. So. I say that because one of the aims of this podcast is to truly is to promote authenticity, to um, help people live as authentically as possible, and that doesn't always mean that you don't need to go to church anymore, that you shouldn't go to church anymore. Uh, but what that means is that there's a period, at least for me, where like I was a Christian, full fledged, wholeheartedly. I definitely was a Christian until being a Christian was no longer who I was in that moment. And I was growing and evolving into something else. From a Christian standpoint, it would be like, I'm beginning to be worse. Like, you know, they use the language, people tell me I've fallen away from God or I've backslidden or I've fallen away from the faith. Uh, but for me, it's completely different. I mean, the fruit of it is is much different too. Like if the fruit of the spirit is is righteous, is love, righteousness, peace, joy, you know, self-control, gentleness, like all that stuff, more of that is coming out of my life now than it was then. But there was a time in which the things that I was being taught through the Christian um, teachings did produce those things until like, it's like they served themselves, like they, they did what they could do until... I just didn't, I needed something else. It's like, I got five beautiful kids and every single one of them were on nothing but a formula or just breast milk for a while until that no longer like satisfied them anymore and they needed something else. So um, that's, how it, that's how my spiritual journey was. It was good until it wasn't what I needed anymore and I hungered for more. Uh, the struggle with that and so much was, was intense because uh, as a Christian, you're always taught like, like, <laughs> Jesus is the final answer for everything, right? You got a question, Jesus is the answer. You're lonely, Jesus is the answer. You're hungry, Jesus is the answer. So it was blasphemous you know, for many to even hear me say this now as it was back then for me to be like, Jesus just wasn't the answer anymore. There just had to be more. Like The Bible did not have all the answers in it because <laughs> one podcast would be strictly about that because it take not just one, sorry, take many, many, many to show for me how it just didn't satisfy the answers anymore. Um, to be told constantly, well, if you just believed more or if you just believed differently or if you just stopped doing this or stopped doing that, then it's like, it was just so dang exhausting and I just had to let it go. I let it all finally go. Um, with that, as I talk about in the interview, like it was, um, I, I lost a lot. I lost a whole a whole lot, even to the place of where I'm at right now, literally. Like as I'm recording this, this is I became a father twelve years ago today. Um my daughter was born like twelve years ago today. My life and that that girl, like I love all my kids equally. My relationship with her is, is probably more richer and deeper one because she's the oldest. 
Um, but she's also like, I can't say she's the sweetest. I can't say she's the most loving. I can't say she's the most precious, but she is. Um, and I can't say she just has my heart more, but that's my girl. And, um, and it's her birthday today. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not celebrating my daughter's birthday with her physically presently. And like some of that is the result of me making the changes that I've made in my life. Uh, not that it's all my fault, because that's one thing you have to understand. When you make changes in your life, uh, you have to be willing to also accept um, how that other people are going to respond differently to your changes uh, that you're making. So the way my ex-wife responded was the way she felt was best and to respond. And she has a reasons for doing that. Um, and you just got to be prepared, you know, um, but also realize that that though at times when you make these changes in your life, certain things will honestly will seem like you'll get worse. And certain things will be worse than you ever, ever, ever even feared it would be. It will be even worse than that. Um, but on the flip side is the good that you, um, that drew you to make these changes will be exponentially even better than what you thought they would be. So it's like all of it is maximized. The fears were probably no fears at all. But then there will probably be some others that were just like, my God, like, I had no idea it was going to be that hard or that difficult or that scary or that painful. Uh, but on the flip side, too, is the beauty, again, that drew you and that something that was so attractive about that new life that you aspired for so desperately, um, that's even going to be more uh, beautiful, more satisfying to you than you even thought. So I was, am, and have been, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm arrived, literally, and still arriving, if that makes sense, um, at a space where I genuinely love who I am. I know who I am, which is key. Like I really know who I am, and that's something that I've discovered uh, with the aid of a number of stuff that we're going to talk about on a weekly basis. We're going to be doing interviews with people who um, talk about how they align themselves with their most authentic self or how they found themselves and some of the tools that they use on a regular basis to not only keep themselves centered, uh, not only keep themselves um, spiritually uh, healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, and all the and emotionally healthy, but then also what are the things that they do to continually empower themselves on a regular basis? Because once you realize that there's a preferred vision for your life, a more authentic, true to yourself way of living, the struggle then becomes of like, okay, well, how do I actually get there? And the way to get there is truly through some empowerment. It's through lots of courage. It's going to take lots of work. Uh, it's going to take uh, daily work on a regular basis. And, and many of us struggle to figure out like, all right, well, I know it's going to take work, but what do I do? It's like you go to the gym and you look at yourself, you're just like, okay, man, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to gain 20 pounds. But what do I do? I see an elliptical over there. I see a treadmill over there. I see somebody doing squats over there. I see all kinds of stuff that people are doing, but I don't know how to do it. So you hire a personal trainer, you know, um, a coach in many ways. And for people, I'm available for that. Like, though, just to help you walk, walk this life with you. Like, that's what I did as a pastor and I absolutely love it. There's very few things that give me more joy than to come alongside somebody and just be like, all right, let's walk together. You know, like I love coach. Some of the most impactful people in my life have been those who have coached me. 
Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean, again, that the way I'm coaching, the way that I live my life is the way that you should live your life, but a real coach doesn't do that. The real coach doesn't just tell you uh, how to live your life. Um, really, the term coach was really taken from the old school ways that we used to get around, the old school Lyft, the old school Ubers, where you would sit in, in a coach which is like a horse, and then you got the, the little spot where you sit in, that coach, the carriage area, and they take you to where you want to go. Like, that's what a real coach would do. And they will take you even then beyond that and be like, you know what, I know you want to go there, but I see a little bit more, or I know this route to get you there a little bit better. And that's a true coach. And it's not somebody that's just like, all right, you, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do that. He's just like, man, forget this. That's why I ended up quitting basketball. is a love of mine, but like... I couldn't stand the coach. <laughs> like the coach was taking me down the road. I was like, heck no, I'm not doing this no more. This is completely ruined the love out of it for me. And I don't think that life coaching should be like that at all. Uh, you should ask questions, ton of questions before. Um, like how could you, how, there's no Lyft driver that, or Uber driver that you get in and this just takes you wherever they want to do it, it wherever they want to go. If so that's a major lawsuit you got on your hands. Um, it's kidnapping but they get you to where you want to go. So this podcast is exactly that. This podcast series for the years to come, it's, it's really you asking that question for yourself. Where is it that you want to go? I'm gonna share a myriad of options, of ways of different tools to help you get there. Uh, you could take the train, you could take the plane, you could ride one of them scooters, you could walk. Like There's lots of different ways to help you create the life that you wanna create and that you wanna live. Um, there's not just one way. Uh, and so that's why, in essence, the title of this is very similar to the title of my book that I'm working on right now, but it's Losing Your Religion and Finding Your Faith. The reason why I say that is because when it comes to my story, which is very similar to many of you guys out there, you may not have grown up religious, but you were told who you were to be you were told who you were, how you were to behave, um, and you were told how you, who, what exactly you're supposed to believe in. So you were told what you were supposed to, who you're supposed to be. You were told um, what you were supposed to believe, and you were told how to behave. Uh, for me, that was my religion did that. For others, it may be just the mindset or the culture that they grew up in, or maybe the neighborhood that they grew up in had a set of codes and ways of how you should be, believe. And behave and all these things we've been just it's been put on us we have no choice really in the matter until you realize you have a choice and that's where I think many of us are at now you realize I got a choice I have a choice on who I'm supposed to be I have a choice on what I'm supposed to believe in I have a choice on how I'm supposed to behave and I need to be in the space in the free I need to have freedom to be able to make that decision I'm telling you right now you have the freedom to decide who you want to be, what you want to believe in, and how you want to live. That's completely up to you, with no condemnation, which is the other part about it. The, the aspect about religion, and again, whether you look at it from a spiritual standpoint or a non-spiritual standpoint, people tell you, yeah, you've got freedom to believe, be, and think, and do whatever you want to do, but just know it's going to lead to death, or it's going to lead to hell, or there's no blessings, and it's, it's not really like that at all. It's not. There's, it's, there's times where where who you are is not who you will always be in that moment. Uh, it's even in relationships. We think, dang, I gotta make this relationship work because this is gonna be forever. Me and her, number where this is who we are. We are one. And you're just like, ah, oh, this has gotta be. Like, 
it might not be forever, actually. And I'm just not just talking about statistics. The reality is, is that nothing absolutely lasts forever. There's no relationship that lasts forever. Everything continually evolves and grows and changes. And the moment it stops growing and changing is really the moment that that organism dies. And it's okay for things to die because nothing lasts forever. It's been proven over and over and over and over and over. No one of us can escape death. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't invest yourself. That actually means you do invest yourself and you give yourself entirely to wherever it is that you're at in that moment. So we're going to journey and talk a lot about um, just who you are. Uh, for me, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. I talk to uh, people nowadays that reach out to me and they're like, yeah, I grew up Christian. Um, but they grew up Christian a lot different than I did. Um, <laughs> like... They grew up Christian in the way where like you can still cuss, you can still say shut up, you can still say stupid, you can still um, you know listen to non-Christian music, uh, you can still have non-Christian friends. Like for me, it was it was the complete opposite, and it wasn't just in my home; it was outside of my home. I went to a private school. I went to church three, four, five times a week, and I was constantly told bad company corrupts good character. Like, don't hang around people of this world. You are in this world, but you are not of it, you know, and that you came to be a light in the darkness. And I mean, over and over, like, you know, to, to not be conformed to the ways of this world, but renew, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is the word of God. Like this stuff was was you sing songs that reinforce all of these truths. You listen to sermons on the way to school, back home from school that continue to reinforce these truths in your mind over and over about money, about women, about um, relationships, about work, about anything and everything, about gays, about people outside the United States, about Jews, about <laughs> everything. Uh, for me, it was Christian all the way through, from top to bottom, left and right. I lived in an atmosphere, a world in which the air that I breathed constantly and exhaled was Christian. Uh, I was told to be Christian, be um Christian all the way through. Uh, I was told to behave and taught to behave like a Christian all the way through. You get supported, you get applauded. Uh, um, the more Christian you are, the more Christians like you, the less they worry about you, the more that they applaud you, the more that they support you. I was told to behave, ultimately be like Jesus. At the end of the day, the ones that get get the the hero of the month award, the ones who get the recognition at the church, the ones who, um, again, are supported the most are the ones who behave like Christ, who give, who serve, who sacrifice according to the ways that the church is going and moving at that time. And that's what I did. Um, again, we'll talk about this stuff more and more. This is my story. Uh, again, for you guys, it's can be something else. Like whether you were a people pleaser or whether you did it because you're the oldest child and you wanted your parents' approval or or you just wanted to be loved by your dad or your boyfriend or your or your girl or whatever it is. Like, there's certain stuff that we did where we knew that wasn't us, but we wanted to be loved so desperately. We wanted to be accepted um, unconditionally. So we did the conditions that would give us unconditional love, which is obviously... Um, just a paradox in of itself, right? That you know you're gonna get more love if you do certain things and all you want is that unconditional love. So you behave in such manner that will give you unconditional love, which is not unconditional at all. 
Um, and that goes back to, again, lots of stuff that we'll talk about. But um, it took me a while to unlearn all of that, to unlearn the what other people told me, um, like who I am. Because that's the, the way I grew up, I was told, one, you're a sinner. That's, that's just the first thing you're taught. And you have to be taught that because there's no salvation for those who don't need salvation. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death and all have fallen short of the glory of God. So you are a sinner. Um, and what that means is that um, God hates sin. So because he hates sin, if you face him face to face on judgment day and you have sin in your life, even if it's a speck of it, God's going to punish you. Not send his angels to punish you or send demons and Satan to punish you. He's going to send you where he sends his Satan and his angels for eternal torment forever because of the sin in your life. Because you are sinfully wicked, depraved, inside and out. The whole head from head to toe, as the book of Isaiah says, is utterly depraved and is wretched and is filthy rags in God's sight. So you're a sinner. There's nothing about you that God likes. But what a relief it is to be in Jesus, right? So this is the good news is that you're nothing, but God loves Jesus so much and he loves you so much too, though he doesn't really like you because of the things that you do, he still loves you. So you can um, love somebody and not like them and that he loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for your sins. So basically there was this exchange that took place. Jesus is righteous. You're not righteous. You're a sinner. And because of that, you, um, if you accept Jesus, only if you accept Jesus, if you accept him, if you believe in him, and then you walk according to his ways, and then you put him first above any other, right? And your faith is in him. Your faith isn't in your good works. It's not in your good looks. It's not in your good charisma. It's not in your good abilities. If your faith is completely and solely in Jesus, and that seen by the way that you give your life to God and you give your life to his mission, which is the spreading of the good message, um, the missionary work, um, unless you do all of that stuff, which starts off first with believing, um, then you'll be free from your sin. And then you and God can be cool. So you're not enough, but Jesus is enough. And therefore, when Jesus comes into your heart, now you're enough. So again, you're not really, your view of who, who your identity is still that you're a sinner. It's still that you're a mess, you're wretched, you're filthy, disgusting in God's sight, but he loves you so much. They sent Jesus to die for you. And so that's a message that I've embraced. I believed it. I preached it as often as I could, even though personally, I, and many people will know this, that knew me, like, even though I evangelized and I mean spreading the good news, I was never, ever, 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 ever comfortable with it, ever. People will look at me and be like, man, like, I thought you were like, no, I was never, ever comfortable sharing that message for whatever reason. Maybe I just told myself then I was shy or whatever it was, but it's just something that just never sat well with me at all. And maybe it's because every time... I spoke about it, you know, it pointed back to me. Every time I told somebody they were a sinner, I was viewing myself as a sinner. Every time I told somebody that God only accepts them because of Jesus dying on the cross, this brutal, horrific death for him, like I accepted that truth for myself. And it's not good news, which is actually something that we'll talk about. I can't wait till that episode uh, when we do talk about um, the good and bad news of the gospel and why uh, Easter, honestly, is like an offensive holiday to me, which is one like, of the biggest holidays. It was like my Super Bowl Sunday as a pastor. You got Mother's Day, 
Christmas and then you got Easter when people actually show up. But it, what it did to me and what it's done to so many people psychologically uh, from a self-esteem standpoint too is extremely damaging. Um, but again, I'm talking about from a Christian standpoint, there's a lot of people that have embraced stuff that it wasn't what they heard in the Bible, it wasn't what they were told by a pastor, but it was what their dad told them, or it was what their mom told them, it was what their ex-boyfriend told them. Man, I'm, I meet women that tell me like that their man that was with them told them that they're ugly, that they'll never be with anybody else ever again. I had somebody tell me that. I had somebody tell me, you got five kids, you think anybody will ever want to be with you? And you know what? The only reason why that stuck with me at one time is because that's something that I believe for myself. Like nobody ever want to be with me. Dang, I got divorced. My ex-wife and I got four kids. My my daughter's mom, we were together super short. Like who's gonna want to be with me? And it wasn't until like in the really in reality is that's what I believe for myself. And that's when anybody anybody else would say, I'll be like, see, there you go, it's true. And that's what I want us to hopefully we'll we'll work through. I know we'll work through this stuff on a regular basis, not just for me, but other guests and people that I'm bringing it on is identifying those religious things. Again, it may not be Christian, it may not be Muslim, it may not be Catholic, whatever, but there are things that people have said about you that you've adopted and embraced about yourself that is not authentically true to who you are. And that's why the title of this message, the title of this, this whole um, podcast is Losing Your Religion and Finding Your Faith. What is it truly that you believe in about yourself? It was recently about 15, I don't know, wrote, I don't know, two, three days ago, I wrote about 15 things that I uh, truly believe about myself and who I am. And it's hard to, to discover that I'm 36 now. And it probably, for me, it took 36 years to do that. Some may look and say like, dang, that's old. Others may look at it because it's such a, such a relative thing. Um, and like, man, good thing you found it at 36. Like, that's still young. I mean, that's the way I look at it. If I double my life, like, man, I'm just, do the math real quick. Yeah, I'll just be 72. <laughs> um, and that's, I, I could double my life over and over. Now that I have the B, who am I? Like, first, like, like, who am I? Like, I got that. I know who I am now. Um, now, and I'm discovering more and more, like, what is it that I genuinely believe in? And that's going to dictate your behavior. Your behavior, it, it really is just, if, like, for instance, if you were to just observe my life, if you were just a little annoying gnat, follow me around flying uh, just every single day, just looking and seeing what I do, you will be able to answer those two questions for me. And I will be able to do the same thing for you. If I was just a fly on the wall following you to whatever your morning routine is, to your job, when you get home, I would be able to, based off of how you behave, be able to tell you what it is that you believe about yourself, what it is you believe about people, about the, the economy, um, the environment, what you believe about food, what you believe about relationships, if I followed you long enough, I'd be able to determine that based on how you conduct yourself. And I would also, it would be revealed to me um, what it is that you believe about who you are, like who you are as a person, because we conduct ourselves according to how we view ourselves and how we view other people. So the behavior aspect is just a manifestation, is just a byproduct of what it is that you actually believe about yourself, um, who you are and what you believe, what are the truths that you hold on to. And so um, 
that those are the things that we're going to discuss and unravel and talk about on a, on a, on a regular basis. So again, my aim is, um, twofold with this, with this podcast. One, I want to promote authenticity. Uh, no one lives your life, but you nobody. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Nobody lives this life, uh, but you, uh, so be true to who you authentically are. Uh, your uniqueness is your value in this world. So it's who you are, genuinely, inwardly, that's what this world needs, is your uniqueness. That makes you valuable. Uh, <laughs> I'll say something. That makes you valuable. We don't need everybody looking the same. No. We just don't need everybody doing the same thing. Not everybody needs to be a carpenter that's single, that travels the world preaching the message. They don't need that. Thankfully, we have somebody that invented the iPhone. You're like, oh, now you're taking it too far. Like, no, that's, thank God. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Thank you, whoever invented um, the laptop. Thank you, you know, that people were expressing themselves in, in ways that were unique to just them. And, and I'm not just talking about the pioneers. I'm talking about those who even work on the, in the industry lines and are putting that stuff together. And I mean, the thing is, everybody has a job to do and, and everybody has purpose in this world. And it begins by you just being uniquely yourself. So promote authenticity. And again, my what's authentic and true to me, I have a routine I do every single day. But trust me, you're not going to hear me saying you've got to do it the way that I do it. I remember there was this time, uh, and I have a friend that's like this now. But there was this time I had a friend who read a verse in the Bible, came to um, Bible study that, that next Saturday and was just like, everybody needs to get up at 530 in the morning and pray because I found a verse in the Bible that tells me that's what I'm supposed to do. And what happens with that is that you begin to feel like, wait, I must not be aligned with God or I must not be blessed because I'm not doing what this person is doing. But again, there may have been something that God or life was trying to show that individual in that, per in that time, in that season in their life, being disciplined um, or just the quietness and the stillness that exists in the morning. Again, that's what works for them. I was in a season at that time where the morning didn't work for me at all. The, the flip side actually worked for me to stay up at one, two o'clock in the morning. Like that's what my meditation time was. And I absolutely loved it. And so the point of what I'm saying is that, uh, again, it's not one size fits all. It's finding out what works for you and also being open to knowing when that season no longer serves you anymore and shifting and moving into something else. But when you're in that season, like just just digging deep with it. Um, so authenticity is one aim. Second aim is empowerment. Because once you realize, all right, that's where I got to go. That's where I want to be. That's how the life that I want to create is now I need the courage to help me get there. Again, we're going to be talking about a, a myriad of tools. Uh, one thing that I often say is that if you don't view yourself as a co-creator with God, then your self-esteem is way too low. You have the tools at your disposal. I don't care if you're in Swahili if you're in Brazil, if you're in San Diego like me, wherever you're at, that life has equipped you with every single thing you need right now. The Christian way of saying it is that um, the, the Bible says that all things that pertain to life and godliness like, are already yours. It's, al it's already within you and sometimes already around you. And so, but we just, we don't know what we don't know. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's part of the, the other aim of the podcast is uh, just looking at certain things that we just don't know that are available to us within ourselves, um, around us. Um, and so that empowerment aspect is, is really huge. And, and my aim is to help people realize the power they have to create the life that you uh, want um, to live. And so authenticity, empowerment, I believe that that's going to create two things. I believe that that's going to create one, uh, self-love that will just rock your world when you can look in the mirror and you can find all the love that you need. Therefore, you can have relationships with other people, uh, not out of desperation, but really out of overflow. It's completely different. I know I've ruined relationships before or been ruined by relationships before at times because people were desperate to have my love or I was desperate for their love. But when you're operating in relationships of any sort, I don't know if you're in sales and you're desperately trying to get this sale, you're going to ruin it. And so uh, the, the aim of this is, is to really have us live a life that we're operating out of the overflow, out of the overflow of first love, out of the overflow and the shift from no longer being so needy, um, but to being a blessing because um, that's going to really give you such a peace personally and publicly. You'll be able to have peace like with each other, with other people, as much as it depends upon you. Like Some people just are not peaceful people. You can't, but you'll still have peace because you know that as much as it like was on you, like you are personally at peace. And so uh, those are the two things that I believe it's going to produce. Uh, the more that you rock with us, the more that you just grow with us and pay attention, uh, you're going to be filled with a, with a lot of love when you start practicing these things. Because again, this ain't no conference or whatever. I've been to them. You go to conferences and you don't ever do anything. You're hearing the same stuff you hear it over and over. The real growth comes when you just start practicing it, even so little by little by little, little tweaks. So um, what I believe and what I envision is um, just an innumerable number of people that are loving themselves more. And because they love themselves more, they're loving other people more. And the result of that is they're at peace with their life, at peace with their life, and they're at peace with, um, with other people in relationships. So, um, yeah, it took, I just want to just close this off real quick by just not only just giving you an intro, but also explaining to uh, that I understand how scary it is to make a change in your life. I do. I get it. I felt like I always knew that my life was going to change. But one of the reasons why it took so long is because I knew that the fears, some of them, thankfully, I never saw them. Others, I saw them and they were a gazillion times worse than what I thought. Um, and so it de I delayed, you know, I was just not, I don't feel like doing that yet. I realized finally, life ends up teaching you one way or another, that sometimes you can't wait until you have the strength to change. Sometimes you just got to do it anyway. And the act of doing it will provide you with the strength that you're looking for and need. So part of this, me even doing this, is for me. <laughs> it's also for you, whoever's listening and whoever you know that could benefit from it. But for me, I know that my freedom will come as I open up my mouth. Like, I know that the 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 joy that I'm looking for 
the not even looking for. I know that ultimately the the um, again the freedom that I've been longing for comes as I step into my fears. I just I know that I know that without a doubt. And the same thing for you, like your freedom will come as you step into your fears. More clarity is revealed as you step into that unknown space in your life. And the courage and the encouragement that you need is going to be supplied as you walk into that, that shadow, that darkness. Then you realize it's not really as dark. It's actually like there's light here and there's and as, as, as the darkness begins to just fade away and that light exposes other beautiful things that you never knew existed because that area at one point was so dark, you never stepped in there. And so many, in some ways, this is a call to stop playing it so safe. But when you play it not so safe, understand that, that things aren't going to go well. People are going to respond in such a way that you're going to be like, man, I should, I'm dipping out of here. I'm getting, I'm leaving. But it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever... Um, shut the light off in your room and you're about to go jump into your bed. But you shut that light off and it's not by your bed. And, and right now, before the light shuts off, you already know, okay, I'm going to do that. You already know what you're going to do in the light. But as soon as that light shuts off, then you get kind of scared. You might stub your toe against a table or something. You're just like, oh, man, and that stuff hurts. But it's kind of like when you already know what you're stepping into, then you can embrace it when it happens. But even more importantly, you can't ever doubt in the dark what you already know was revealed to you in the light. Like, you know there was a table there. You know that what you're stepping into is going to be challenging. But when that's, those challenges happen, when that pain hits, don't give up. Because I'm telling you, there's a nice, incredible bed over there waiting for you. And that bed might turn into a water bed for a minute. You're going to be floating and just moving. Like, I don't know whatever it might be. I just know that... That you just, it's, I know how hard it is. I'm, trust me, I'm saying this on a day that is extremely hard for me. It's hard. It's so hard. But I do know that I just, I didn't come this far to just stop. Like, I didn't come this far just to get lost in the woods. Like, I know what's on the other side. I know it. And also know how that's being confirmed to me in so many different ways while I'm already in this. And it's just like, man, I know this is where I'm going. So fear is real. It is. Uh, there's this quote by this lady, um, Marianne Williamson. Uh, she said, nothing binds you except your thoughts and nothing limits you except for your fears. And one of my uh, favorite actors, because uh, of this funny movie, uh, White Chicks, uh, Terry Crews, uh, he said, the more you run from your fears, the bigger your fears get. But the more that you run into them, they tend to vanish just like a mirage. And so my encouragement, my plea is to just face life full of hope. Uh, face life knowing that whatever challenges lie ahead, you've already been prepared for this. You have been. Um, and you're equal to it. In fact, you're probably most likely bigger than it because we're a whole lot stronger than we think. We're a whole lot more powerful than we actually know. And this is your time. This is your season because your time and your season is whenever you decided to be. And why not make that now? That was the thing for me. Like 
a few years back when I said, I need to make this change in my life now. Because if I do it now, I won't have to do it later. And I'll be X amount of years less of being stuck in misery. And if it's painful, I'm going to go through the pain right now because I know that I'd rather do this now because my season is now. And I'm not going to delay this until later. And I want to have less regrets in my life. So I'm going to reward myself and I'm asking you to just reward yourself right now by giving yourself that freedom that you've been looking for because you've been prepared for this. And I hope that you rock with me every single Sunday when we're releasing these videos. Um, so make sure you add somebody, tag somebody, and uh, let's levitate together, all right? Uh, Victor Slosh, that's me. You can hit me at IG, Vic.Speaks, and um, look forward to levitating with you.